Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. We are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hey, Alan. Hey, Mark. So um, I think we need to explain what, what everyone's about to see and hear, because it's, it's a little different than usual. Yeah, it, it is. I uh, was just working on something over the weekend, kind of playing around with, with Jovo version 4 a little bit, but then also trying to think through some of the ideas that we have talked about over the last weeks about content management systems and trying to figure out how that might might work. So it's not really, you know, it's not well, really a well, discussion on Jovo and it's not really a full discussion on content management systems. It's kind of a little playground show and tell uh, discussion. What do you think? And, and I think the important, the, the other important bit is that this was, you know, you, you texted me uh, over the weekend and said, Hey, I got, I got something to show you and chat about. So this comes from uh, a huge conversation we actually had this weekend just because we were chatting and, you know, knowing us, we hit record just in case. And um, I think it, I think it comes out really well, but it's very different than our usual two voice devs. It's formatted differently. There's a lot of screen code share. So if you're listening to audio only, I think you can still glean things from the conversation, uh, but you might want to check out the video. Yeah, and if, and if you're watching video, you're going to notice uh, we're not doing our usual side-by-side -side, uh, presentation. Um, a lot of screen shares, as you said. So things are different, but it's okay because I think, I think it's really cool. I mean, I, I think what we were talking about was really fun and really interesting. Um, and again, this is edited down from, uh, you know, a couple of hours of a conversation. So there may be some odd jumps in a couple of places. There may be some strange cuts. Uh, things may suddenly end and you're wondering what was supposed to happen next. Um, some of that we may get to again in the future, but mm -hmm. maybe not. You know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what it looks like. So, uh, so anyway, here it is. And we hope you enjoy. Yep, enjoy. All right. So the, the premise that I wanted to go with was that Jovo already handles uh, multiple platforms mm -hmm. and, and they follow a, a concept. Jovo follows this uh, writer life cycle, which is you, uh, for each turn of a conversation, you get the request in, there's some interpretation that has to happen. There's a section where there's dialogue and logic, and then you build your response. Mm -hmm. So um, everything has a request in the world of Alexa and Google, then a lot of the um, ASR and, and NLU already has happened. So that interpretation has already you know, happened. If you're doing a chat bot or you know, something else like that, then you might plug in your own ASR and NLU uh, engines into this section. Then there's the part where there's the dialogue and logic and then the response. So what I was trying to, the problem I was trying to solve or you know, play around with was the, the response side of things with the content management system. But what could we do um, to um, allow designers to create the different templates that are the output and have mm -hmm. control, like conditional control over when they get shown and when they don't. The idea being is that this, this dialogue and logic section is, um, is the realm of the developer. And 
our job would be to set flags, route calls, um, and set up data so that when the response happens that the designer or content creator has, has the uh, information that they need to do their job. Mm-hmm. And that this response could be configurable. And you know, if it might also, I guess, if I was thinking, if I could configure the list of responses in a JSON object, then that meant it could be data, which could have a UI, which could be separate. Now, in, in the writer model for the response part, does that include the, the Jovo templates, which are classes? Yeah, yes. correctly? Well, the, in the end, the response, um, I'll run through an example and then, then it will be okay. clearer, clearer to you. Um, but the, the realm of the developer is, is like what we've talked about before, the context. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of things that are in the context. The context could be uh, what intent was being called. It could be one or more flags are, are set. Um, something has a certain value. Um, like you've made an API call for a list of uh, people and you're going to list through the list of people and, and that, that's a data object that includes the array of, of people objects that could have zero, one or more responses to it. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I was wanting to focus on that side of things. Um, so let's take a look at the Jovo debugger. So the Jovo debugger is a tool just like any other client, but it has its own JSON format that it requires as input. And as the response comes back out, it's got a specific response that's that's custom to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's acting right now as a proxy to Alexa because like if I were to do like this uh, launch intent or this launch request that says, oh, here's the launch. I'm getting back my response of welcome. Um, let's say that I um, want to go ahead and end that. Then I get a response, see you later. Uh, launch it again. I get a welcome back this time as opposed to a welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I can end it. I, um, in this case, it's, it's um, the same thing. But let's say I launch. I do help. I get a template for help. I get a template for hello. I don't have any templates right now specified for yes and no. I end. I get to come back soon, which is different, right? Yep. See you later. Come back soon. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's take a look at some of these. So like this launch, here's the request as the Jovo debugger sends it. So mm-hmm. it says, oh, my platform is Jovo debugger. And this is a unique ID for the request. And here's my time zone. And I've got some context about the device. And here's some information about the session, including a unique ID and whether this is a new, a new session or not. Um, I've got some information about a user um, and some data about them. Um, so that is the request that's coming raw from, from Jovo Debugger, but would be the same JSON that we're used to format for, um, mm-hmm. for uh, Alexa or Google. So to be clear there, it's, you know, the request is a is in a Jovo standard format, but it, you know, whatever the data, if it was coming from an Alexa, it would be Alexa's data in Jovo's format. No, no. It was coming from, oh, so this is in a this platform. This is the raw format. platform specific Got it. request. Okay. 
Got it. Okay. And then on the outside, this would be the raw platform specific response. In this case, it's formatted to Jovo debugger and it's got an output saying, here's a message that I'm going to say, welcome. And I'm going to uh, keep listening, keep the microphone open mm -hmm. in this case. Okay. So what the, I guess the magic, and these are, are what, what uh, Jovo calls middlewares. Uh, that's part of the writer model. So like the writer model is broken up then into different sections. Um, so what happens and what makes Jovo platform independent in a lot of ways is that the fact that it takes this request and it creates this input object. So it's saying, oh, I, I asked for a launch and the type of my input is a launch. Mm -hmm. And so then it, you know, it does things like, okay, oh, I'm getting some information about the device. Uh, here is some information about the session. Um, so like this is a new session, um, mm -hmm. information about the user. Oh, this is a new user. This is the first time that the, before this, the database record didn't exist for this user. And now the database record does exist. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it figures out a route. It looks at all the different handlers that are available and says, these are the possible handlers. And um, there is still this concept of, well, states, but um, it's, it has to do with components. So when you go into a component, then it's a state. And so that component in essence gets put onto the top of the stack. And so what's in the matches will be based on where you are in the context. Um, so I'm not taking away anything from Jovo's, how they function with registering handlers and using components, um, that's all the same. But what ends up happening is it finds which one matches the best. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some criteria that it's used to do that. And so it's saying, oh, I'm going to call the launch handler inside my global uh, CMS global component. Um, then what happens on the output side is you build things onto the output, and that, and so that's the you know platform agnostic output, similar to input being the platform yep. agnostic input, and then there's code that says, oh, if this response is Jovo debugger, then form take this, this, this message, yep. then format it this way, and so, all right, same type of thing. Um, so so launch and end are special input types. Uh, whereas like help intent would be more like, uh, you know, the typical intents that we've got. Um, so it's input, it's a little bit different that its type is, is intent and then it has a name for an intent. So it's help intent. Um, also. And, and if, if that intent had parameters that there would be. Additional... Yes, there'd be entities and yeah, there would be things that it would extract out from that. So mm -hmm. this example doesn't have anything that has uh, slots. Um, yeah, but um, so that's that. Um, also, I wanted to show you like on the end, um, the output is actually an array of items. Mm, interesting, okay. Uh, and it automatically does the randomization based on that list. There could be multiple items in the output array. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then there'd be multiple output responses or like items in this in this log here like it's showing like this is the first output mm -hmm. index zero if there's multiple outputs then in like chatbots that would be multiple bubbles here in the case of alexa it squ squishes it into just one 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then if they're, if uh, like a message and listen, there's, there's a handful of um, things that you can have in the output that and these are Jovo defined. Um, so once again, um, even though I'm trying to do some stuff like with templating and content management stuff, I'm still using the, the, the functionality already built into Jovo to handle outputs. Um, so I don't know. Okay. Does, does that make sense so far with what I'm walking through? Yeah. Okay. So the other okay, thing, yeah. b- before I jump into code, the other thing I wanted to show you is this idea that we've talked about, like the environment or like the context, like, like in mm-hmm. multivocal, you throw everything into the environment, right? You're putting data in the environment, you're putting flags in the environment, and then templates can use information out of the environment to you know, pick which template or also to fill in values in the template, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I did do a little bit of looking at multivocal. So this is, I'm, you know, I'm trying to say like, stay within the bounds that Jovo has set up, but do some of the same concepts um, yeah. and kind of, you know, flesh that out. So data can be grouped into short-term data storage, um, or longer term data storage. So these are, in the end, there's like, there's this Jovo object that you get. But in a lot of cases, then um, it's really the environment. There's some other things, but, but for example, this, I could do um, my Jovo object, you know, um, I could say this Jovo object dot request, dollar sign request, and I could get this raw request. Yep. So I all of this do... stuff is available. Everything that's here is available in the in the Jovo object. Exactly. At some point. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. The other thing to take into consideration is that there's places to put data. So there's this dot dollar sign data, and that's going to be just I'm just throwing some data just for this request. Mm-hmm. And so when that round trip ends, then the data is no longer on that object, and and it's not persisted anywhere. So this um, is where you'd store, you know, where you potentially store results from an API call or computed value that makes yes. sense in this, you know. So any flags that you want to set. Um, and there's a, uh, a case where I'm using this exactly for like, I'm setting an outtent and then I'm basing it an intent on an mm-hmm. outtent and a, a template response based on an outtent. So that's exactly where I'm putting it. Um, if you're working inside of components, components work similar. a little different, but yeah, there's a place to put it. The session level, and then this is the as long as the this would be like as long as the lambda is running, then there's this app data section as well. So I could cache some things that are going. If it's going yeah. to be the same for every user, regardless, um, then I could cache it at the app data level. That makes sense. Like a yeah, a message of the day or yeah, you know, something something that's long running. Yeah. So then adding to that, there's this this dot user data which is stored in a database. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this session data is, like we say, is stored as part of the request response, but there's a flag that actually says, even though you're treating it like session data, it's still stored in the database. And so that's kind of like a configuration setting behind the scenes. So if you're that in a situation yeah. where right. you've well, got something so- that doesn't have that, like, I don't know, like Facebook Messenger may not have that ability, 
or 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 even if you know you've got a lot of session data and you know that it's going to start getting larger than what you yep, yep. should be sending back then yeah, that makes sense just yeah. flip a flag you're still treating yep. it like this this is session information for me and then the other thing is like this there's this history so this would be a case if i wanted to say repeat that i could grab the thing that most was just most recent in history and mimic that mm -hmm. back so those are all the, so those in essence are um, kind of the places where you can put data that would be part of this environment object, right? Mm -hmm. So in essence, the, uh, so the, the premise is the Jovo object itself with all of its ability to access um, data and its ability to access anything in this life cycle off of that is the environment. Yes. Okay. The same, so, same, same concept structured a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, to, to kind of compare it to multivocal, the biggest thing that I see that's different is that in the in environment, multivocal also includes a configuration object. And maybe that is included in the app object. So all of the, all of the configuration ranging from what each possible response is to even things like, you know, if I need to, if I want it set as a parameter somewhere that I should be returning five items at a time, I could just create a configuration field and put that into the configuration field and later reference it because it's in the environment. Gotcha. Or you know, if I've got uh, three different voices that I want to switch between, those voice names and the configuration on each platform is just in a configuration object and I can access that somewhere else. You know, to know that, you know, the favorite color for the voice that is Mark is blue and the favorite color for the voice that is Sarah is pink. Got it. You know, so all of that is just everything is configuration and that configuration object is also available. Okay. So that's good because this templates object, I created this templates JSON file. So this would be in essence, um, either the, the framework that is this thing, this content management system concept could have a template file or it could be part of the context. So this could, or the environment with the config stuff. So this is, mm -hmm. this is kind of, you know, right now how I handled that concept. So inside of this main app, then I, um, I'm pulling in things that, I, that are called hooks, um, which are different things that happen at different points in the life cycle. Maybe I, maybe I need to show you the life cycle here really quick. So there's these things called hooks or plugins and they plug into the life cycle at some, some point. So this, is the life cycle. And these are kind of like the outputs of different steps mm -hmm. of the life cycle, but they go through different steps in the life cycle. So, um, so here are the middlewares and they've got, got two different types. We'll focus on the writer middlewares here. So when the request first comes in, there's a request.start. Um, so you're just entering this thing called request. This is the, the point where the, the raw JSON comes in and is assigned to the request object, and then you end. So for each of these that are part of this like first writer step, which is the request, 
you can do the middleware as is, or you can do a before.request.start or an after.request.start. So you've got some, oh, okay. you've got some fine grain, um, mm-hmm. you know, where you can go in and plug different things in. So then there's this interpretation stage where it starts this whole group of the second writer step um, where it starts. This is where it does ASR, where it does NLU, and then ends. Then this next section, which is the dialogue and logic section, where mm-hmm. um, where it does it figures out the router. So this is going to be like which components are going to get routed to. This actually it, calls the handlers. And at any point in here, you can do things like modify the data that's available in that object or change it. To, yep. This is where you would apply additional. Yeah. Okay. Total sense. All right. And then then the same thing with the response. So there's an output and then there's the TTS. um, And so so that's that's all the different middlewares that are available. Um, So as part of this app, um, you can define the list of components. And right now I've only got one component um, and it's at the global level. There's always going to be one component that's at the global level. and then you can define plugins. Uh, and here I've said, you know, at the dialogue start step, um, before the dialogue start step, then I, I'm going to check to see if it's a new user and then any code that has to do with like the first time that this user's information is created. So I could like put default values into the database for this user or mm-hmm. new sessions, I could set flags or variables or different things that I needed to here. I could even conceptually make a make an API call to fetch data, put that into the context, right? Uh, request so, and go ahead. So this so I guess so what we're looking at here, is it a Jovo app or is it a Jovo plugin such that there is a separate app that will be injecting that that there's the CMS part where you are building and configuring stuff. And this is the component that will inject it into each Jovo request. Well, so this is- Or am I misunderstanding something? Yeah, all right. So at the very basic, in this case, we're using Express. Okay. um, uh, JS. And so this is doing very much defining like what port, um, this is gonna be the, the, the endpoint for the webhook. And it points to this app handler. So there is this, this, this app, which is defined here. So an app is um, like defining everything for your application. I don't, yeah. And, and, and again, we're talking a Jovo app at this stage, right? Well, this would be the place where you would say, oh, I'm going to import Alexa, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to register Alexa as a configuration inside my app. So okay. now it's an app that deals with not just Jovo debugger stuff, but also Alexa stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is the pluggable place. Like you're defining that this, this application is going to be what type of platforms this application supports and any type of configuration or registering of code that you need to do. Got it. Does that make sense? Yep. So, um, Let's take a look at some of this. So some of these are just placeholders because I've used them before in the past, but like basically at that point in the life cycle where um, I've got the dialogue. So the sessions already happened. The data has already been loaded from the database to get my user information. 
then I can check to say, you know, here's this Jovo object that I get. And I can say uh, dollar sign session dot is new and then put any code in. And so any anytime the session's new, then this code would execute. Similar with anytime there's a new user, mm -hmm. then this code would execute. This is kind of just a generic one. It's the same as these other ones. It's listening at the same lifecycle event, um, but it's just, it's not conditional. So if there's something that I wanted to happen on every request, then I could put this. And this, the idea once again would be to get data, put that into the context, create flags, check multiple flags and set a, or values and set a flag. So it's all like, what is the, what are the information in the simplest form that we could add to the context so that designers could use that to select templates? Repeat that again, just to make sure I heard that. Because I, I Yeah, I so I... our job in any of these hooks or any of our handlers as a developer is to put data into the context, evaluate data and existing values or flags and create flags. So our job is to make things as easy as possible for content creators to know, to have the, like the, the knobs. We're defining the knobs and values that they're going to use to select templates and to put okay. values into templates. All right, so there's nothing really going on here. Um, here's one that I plugged in. This is called the hello intent. And this is saying, oh, if my intent input.intent is hello world, I'm going to say, set on my data, the out 10 is hello. And that's all it's doing. It's just like, it's just in saying, hey, in this case, um, so I have the ability on my templates to just look at the, in, in, the intent or the input type itself, or I can I can set that up to say, I wanna look at a specific out tent mm -hmm. on the template. And so this would be an example of setting that out tent based on some logic. In this case, it's just the intent name, <clears throat> but I could then determine my output template based on just setting mm -hmm. a data value. All right, so let's take a look at our global components. So this is all typical. Um, Jovo stuff. Um, this, all the logic for selecting what the output is going to be is in the CMS output. Typically, uh, like I'll show you, like here's a here's the real example from Jovo where we're like, if you're launching, I'm going to go ahead and redirect to this other love hate pizza component, and the love hate pizza component is going to start. The send means I'm going to write something to. Um, the output. So here's that message that we saw before, mm -hmm. but we're saying send it to some yes, no output class, but I'm going to override the message or any message um, or I guess set whatever message is to this value that I, so in essence, I'm passing a value into my, my output template. And then this is where I, I'm defining an intent for, you know, yes, uh, intent, no intent, unhandled, goes back to start. Um, so, but I, you know, I haven't got that complicated in my example, but, and, and what would typically happen in a Jovo um, is that, you know, here I've got this out specific output class that's got a build. And so I'm returning back what's going to be in my output, which is whatever the message was that I sent in plus this quick reply. So this is a way um, mm -hmm. that you can, on chatbots or, or probably even on Google with um, 
what are those called? Suggestion chips. Suggestion chips. Yeah. Like, I always I, it took me a minute to remember the word as well. Yeah. Um, and then like, this is the flag. Do you leave the microphone open? Yes or no? Um, so, so this is a way to, to, to kind of build the boilerplate for a yes, no reply and yes. send in the specifics about what you're prompting for. Yeah. So you could, you could reuse this yes, no output multiple times if, and so this is, yeah. and this is kind of similar to like, well, this is an outset. So this is anytime I want to respond, send something back with some like question and a yes, no response, I'm going to go ahead and use this output. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is I've replaced that, which would be the typical way you would do things with this CMS output, um, which is handling it based on templates and conditional logic. Got it. Yes. So, so in essence, uh, you know, I've, I've kept those away to kind of, for me to, you know, remember how things work, but mm -hmm. all I'm doing is this is where all of the work is happening as far as the selecting of the templates is in the CMS output. So all that's happening in here is, um, there are, there are some shortcuts. I can specify like whatever name I want to on these handlers, but um, the remember the input dot type. There's one called launch. There's an input type called uh, input dot type called end. So I can just use those. But I'm not putting in this case. I'm not putting any logic on. I'm just saying I want you to send the output to this. Um, other component that's going to handle the output. Because mm -hmm. um, I could, uh, like, here's, a, here's an example. I could, in this unhandled, I could say this.send and put in a string. And if it's a string, then it's just going to set the message object on my output to whatever that string is. Uh, in this case, I'm doing send and uh, an output class. So I'm just saying refer everything to the output class. Output object. And I could also then pass in a parameter and say, here's some message or whatever the handful of things that you can have in your output. Right, but you, but you wouldn't necessarily in this case, because the whole point of it in this case is that you've already populated everything into the Jovo object. Yes. And that the CMS output has total responsibility. It has everything it needs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm totally removing the output from any of the logic. And, and as long as me as a developer follow the guidelines that I'm only putting data into the, the environment, I keep saying context, but it's the environment. Yep. Um, um, I see those as the same thing, but I know that context means something differently to, um, to Google people because there, there is an actual context. Um, so like, here's a case where I've got this generic handler and I'm saying um, the, all these intents map to this generic handler. So, so let me ask you something here. Yeah. Isn't it really that just everything you want to map to the same handler in general, in, in your model here? Well, you Not could. Not in Jovo's model, but in your model with the CMS. Well, you could potentially, but this would, you could still have different um, handlers that would be where your builder stuff would go from multi-vocal. This, this would, these handlers oh, okay. would be a place to do logic, make API calls, set values in the environment. Okay. They would all end so, so, with so, a re, a, a, a sending it to the CMS output. I got right. it, okay. No, no, no. So it almost more seems like to, to use the, the multi-vocal model, which I'm not saying is the best, 
but in in the multivocal way of thinking of it is more like by default we're going to send everything to cms output and in a couple of places we want to do additional logic or add additional values into the environment the content you know the the yeah. jovo object um, so we will set up special cases just for those yeah so it, it's more like what you want is some way to say the default handler is return this and CMS output. And then I'll define a couple of other special cases, which will also do whatever they want to do and then return this and CMS output. Yeah. So we've got a little bit of flexibility because in the end, this intense is just looking at the, you know, dollar sign input dot yep. intent name. So, so I guess actually my question is, mm -hmm. is there, I mean, I see there's a start, there's the end, there's unhandled. Is there a default? Or Not really. Fallback or yeah, so, yeah, so unhandled. Function be, of no other thing. Yeah. Oh, so it's unhandled. So you, you could, yeah. Um, I mean, you, it, yeah, you definitely could do that. There's also, and this, will, this will, I don't know, this was exciting to me. This may, may or may not be exciting to you. Well, this here. is exciting to me because what that sort of says to me is I don't need to define a whole bunch of them. I just need to define the ones where I'm actually doing work. Yes. And then have an unhandled one, which just handles everything else. Yes. And, yeah. Okay. Um, and really what it then boils down to is in most cases, what I'm really have is I've got all of these before hooks and during hooks. I can put all of my logic in those. And then that class really just has everything is unhandled. Everything should be handled by the, the templates. Yeah. So yeah, you can and you can handle it a number of different ways because you know there's there's this own logic for speci specifying handlers. Um, and so you could use a hook to capture something at a certain point in the life cycle, and then you could say, oh, if it's these certain conditions. I'm going to actually change my input object so that my handler is something else. So my handler doesn't have to be an intent. My handler could be get get a list yep. of users, or you know. So it, it turns into more of a handlers aren't handling intents; they're handling um, data. Yep. And then you direct to the template. But this is the this is the thing that kind of blew my mind. So here we've seen this. Um, there's a, lot, a number yes. of because this is TypeScript and you can use aspects in essence. Um, there's this aspect for handle. Remember the aspect I used was for intents, was yep. intent, and then it was an array of intents. Um, I could do a generic handle and then specify the intents that are part of that. Yes. Um, so like that's exactly what this showed is, is this is the same as this. It's just depending on how you want to use it. So there's intense, there's types, there's global, but look at this. You can filter based on platform. Ah, uh, very cool. And there's yes. an if. To so handle other generic properties you that are in the Jovo object. You can set up hooks at some point in the life cycle and then use a value of a flag in an if to then route what you need to yep. do. Awesome. I know, that just blew my mind. Very cool. Yes. Uh, um, no, so, annotate. I love and I love the notion of annotations, and yes. I love when they just kind of 
the thing I love about annotations is just how much code they get rid of. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, like here's an, a case where you've got, and, and, and the routing handles this. So it says um, there's yep. certain rules that if, if there's an if in it, then that's gonna take top priority as um, if there's something where there's a platform, then that takes a higher priority. If there's more of these properties that are set, then that takes a higher priority. So that's all the routing logic that, that Jovo does for you. So you could still rely on Jovo to totally route and pick stuff for you. You've got the full ability of Jovo to use components and to group things however you want, but you could, you could um, abstract away or move away from the concept that a handler is an intent. A handler could be whatever you want a handler to be. Yes. Be because of this if. So like here you get the Jovo object, you have access to anything in the environment now. Yep. So you can That's say, yeah, this is That's this fantastic. Is, this yeah. is what I want to do, right? So that and, yeah. and, and I'll be honest, that is not something that multivocal does quite yet. So that's very cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. So the last no, no, mind part. You, I love the, I mean, in general, I love the notion that handlers are not intent bound because as yeah, as we always talk about, you know, what we really want is this thing that that does stuff based on the entire environment, the and the entire context, and the intent is just one tiny piece of that. Yes. Yes. And the same thing is, I also really love the idea of, of divorcing the output base from, from the handler itself and yes. using an, an out tent or something like that. Cause you're like, then you can start defining, like, I want a welcome message. I, um, I want a um, list users message. Okay. So now this is the, the, the magic, all the code to handle the CMS output. Yep. Um, I think it's gonna make more sense if I show you the templates JSON file next. All right, so here's an array. <clears throat> so everyone's gonna imagine that this could be something that's in the UI. You could create a, <clears throat> a template. I got this already. Yep, yep, All right. totally seeing this. So a friendly name yep. right now, some sort of a priority order. Right now, things are sort of sorted first by priority ascending and then by name ascending. So that's going to be the, the, the way that this uh -huh. list of templates is handled. And then it filters it based on condition. <clears throat> so here's a condition. I'm just using that dollar sign in, dot intent equals help intent. It's just... Yep. Um, and then the output is just whatever Jovo wants in that output object. Once again, if there's multiple items in this output array, it's gonna be multiple bubbles. If it's a chat bot, it's gonna be squished together if it's Alexa. Um, but so any of the, the things that you can put in here like message or the, um, yep. the, the you know, whether it's listening or not, a reprompt. Um, there's also like the message could be a string or the message could be an object that's, that splits out what is said versus what is displayed on a screen. Okay, uh, but and, it, but the, and that's just standard Jovo's, Jovo's yeah. standard message object. Yeah, so, so you know, very simple 
um, a condition on, if it's the help intent, I'm going to say help intent. If it's um, hello, I'm like, oh, if the data has an out tent that is hello, then mm -hmm. I'm going to use the hello template. If the um, input type is launch and it is a new user, then I get the welcome um, template. Mm -hmm. um, welcome back in intent is the same thing, except for if uh, is new user yep. is false and goodbye if the input type is, uh, is end. Then I'm, here's this case where it's, it's in gray. Yep. And then when that gets turned into a response, it's going to randomly pick one of those from the array. And then here is no, no condition set, uh, a no template. Um, and it has a, a larger priority, so it gets picked last. It gets picked last, but I also, and, and if there's nothing in here that I default to true, so just the word true would mm -hmm. be, is a valid condition. Um, that's, that's interesting because that's like the opposite of JavaScript. Yeah. Well, it's the, the library that I found that does the, that actually breaks this. That's, used, this, that's doing the evaluations. Yeah. And this, uh, yeah. Into to different things, except it just the value true. And so. No, that makes total sense. It's just, it's interesting. The only thing that's different is I've got this exclusive flag here, the meaning that I only want this template to be executed if, um, because this There's template's gonna show yeah. up in every response. What I do is I check to see if, if I get to this point that this template um, hits it and it's marked as exclusive, if I have already responded with something else, then I don't respond with this. Mm -hmm. So I, there might be better ways to do it. Um, no, that was, that I, I've been wrestling with that notion about in, in multivocal as well, is yeah. that I want to be, you know, in, uh, in multivocal, it's slightly different than this since it does a bunch of other filtering and then it gives you a set of responses and each response has its own condition or clusters of them have conditions. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is that before it goes and picks one at random, it evaluates the conditions and comes up with a list. And what I kind of want is a way to say, evaluate all these conditions to come up with a list and only use these responses if nothing else happens. So exclusive is a good way to put it. And I've been wrestling with the exact, you know, code to, to handle that. All right. So the code to do this is not very big. <laughs> That's the fun part. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm totally struggling with um, TypeScript and JSON files. I tried to do it with an import. Actually, in some of, in some of these libraries that I've got aren't behaving in TypeScript, like this expression <laughs> language doesn't have type, it doesn't have a, like a TS file. Um, That's annoying. Or types file related with it. This sort was coming out weird. So I, I know I'm totally doing this wrong with having requires, but I got tired of fighting with it. I wanted to see results. Um, so here's uh, CMS output. Here's the build response. I just knew up this expression language. What this expression language does is it takes in the string expression and it takes in a data object mm -hmm. that, that it can pull values out of. And then, um, so like here's the, the case where if there's no condition, I default it to true. Um, 
So I go through and get a, uh, I, I go through each of these things. This is, uh, yeah, this is in my filter. So I go through every template and get a list of candidate templates uh, based on those that match the, the filter. Mm -hmm. And then here's my output template array. And I go through each of these candidates sorted first by priority ascending and then by name ascending. And then I check to see if there's an exclusive flag. If there's not one set, I set it to false. And this is where I check to see if it's exclusive that I'm gonna go ahead and do the output, but I'm gonna break so nothing else shows up. Otherwise, I'm gonna con concat the output to the other output and output it. And that is it. Yeah. So, and this is, this is kind of cool because you can build up, like this is an example, this is expression language evaluator. Um, so you just have an expression in the data, but you could also use data in the condition. Of the, mm -hmm. I know, it's, I don't, it's, I don't, what I don't know yet is, or something that I would want is like, if um, some value is in a list of values, like, like an array includes or something like that. Um, but I'm not sure if it does it, I don't know, but that is, Very that, cool. that's it, that's it. Uh, so that was the result of about five hours of programming. You are a much faster coder than I am. <laughs> There's not that much code here. I was mostly trying to figure out how these different things worked. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, again, I'll have just gone through editing this by the time everyone sees it. And I'm sure I will have had a blast going through it. I hope people liked it as much as, as we enjoyed having the conversation. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a good conversation. It was a, a fun few hours. The time just went by. It. it really did. You know, that's one of the great things about kind of beginning to dive into some of this stuff. We've been talking the past, you know, it seems like month, Month, a little over a month now about um, actually doing some of the things we were just talking about. So, so diving in and seeing how you are thinking through it and how it fits into Jovo and how all of these pieces came together. And some of the parts that, are getting, that, that got cut out are uh, what I was doing with multivocal and how I thought multivocal was also fitting in. Yeah. Um, we'll do those another time because yeah. I think... I think this is definitely worth seeing. And, yeah, but it's just great just being able to to sit and chat about those sorts of things. Um, and I want to encourage folks, you know, if any of this sounded interesting, talk to Mark. You know, I I, I can I can guess Mark, you wouldn't mind a couple of other people volunteering no. to help out with some of this. Yeah, this is and, just uh, an exploration, and uh, additional thoughts are definitely welcome. Yeah, so. Find us on Twitter, find us on LinkedIn, come to my office hours. We love, obviously, we love chatting about this stuff. And, you know, I am sure this is going to come up again uh, another time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, everybody. Take care.